Hi, it's Janice here, and today I want to talk about one thing that we all have in common. That is time. The question is this, how do music teachers like you and me find ideas, resources, and the energy for teaching? How do we teach in such a way that inspires our students and inspires ourselves on keeping on going day after day? That's the question, and in this podcast, we give you the answers. My name is Janice Tuck, and welcome to the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. So how are things for you this week? Where are things for you at this week? Are you still on holidays, enjoying the sunshine? Are you back to the slog of teaching, back in the thick of things, so to speak? It's winter here. I come from Adelaide, Australia, and we're here in the middle of a lockdown after school holidays. Who would guess? <laughs> but as they say in winter, you can play in the snow, can't you? And you can still make it fun. And that's exactly what we're aiming to do at the moment. My husband Kevin's bringing music to children who are at home or at schools and concerts. We're updating our curriculum resources after a very successful five-year launch with that. So what is it for you? Are you enjoying that beautiful summer weather? Whatever it is, make it fun. So today I want to talk about time. It's one thing. It's the only thing we all have in common, no matter where we are, isn't it? And it's also something we all spend differently. So lately, I've been aiming to improve my time efficiency. So I'm tracking my time on particular tasks because I want to see myself get better at using my time more efficiently. What? Why would you do that, Janice? Why would you go and do all that all the time? Well, the reason for me is so I can spend more time with my husband and my daughter. That's what it's all about for me. But am I the only one that wants to do this? Don't other people want to spend more time doing other things too? Isn't it something we all want? So for me, I only have a 14-year-old daughter once in my life, right now. And I have to spend my time more efficiently these days and track the time I'm working on with that and make changes, yet make it all fit into my life with balance. So it's a long way from where I used to be in teaching. You know, I used to spend hours pouring over every single lesson. I'd be up into the small hours of each morning just having to have the next lesson prepared. Until one day after a really busy day of teaching, I ran into one of my students' parents after hours. And they proceeded to tell me how tired I looked. I was shocked. You know, me? Tired? I'm that bundle of energy. I don't get tired. And at the time, it was actually a real wake-up call. So then I went home and I looked myself in the mirror properly. And it's so true. I had dark eyes. I wasn't taking care of myself well. I was splurging on eating all the wrong things. I wasn't sleeping properly. I wasn't able to use my notes from my school at that time from previous teachers because I couldn't understand what they had written or how they had written it. And my priorities were all mixed around. So the truth was I was tired. And I was definitely looking tired too. So I thought to myself, imagine how tired I was looking to my students when I went to class first thing the next morning after a big night of preparation. You know, there seemed like there was no end to this kind of treadmill. And it wasn't until years later in a small business training session that I learned a better way. And it was through playing a simple game. The game was so simple. It was just a bunch of circles and numbers on a page and all you had to do was get better at finding the numbers in their order every round we did. It was hard to find all the circles and numbers until you worked out 
there was one thing involved, and that was this one thing called a system. Now, once you knew how to do it and what to look for, finding the numbers on the page became easier, faster, and more efficient. And that was that moment that changed my teaching and my lesson planning forever. So I started planning systems of work rather than teaching lesson after lesson, day after day. I was still pouring hours into each one, but I started making these modules of work, you know, thinking term by term rather than going lesson by lesson. But because I still wasn't spending so much time over individual lessons, I wasn't so tired anymore. But was that really my quick fix? You know, my one-stop solution to my teaching tiredness? Because next I got a job working in a special school in England. Now back then when you could travel, the only problem was it was before the days of the internet and I couldn't carry very much at all. I could only carry very limited resources. So while I knew the stuff about how to plan systems, I kept running out of fresh and new ideas and I ran out of time to go to conferences and gain new insight because I was busy working. But then one day, out of the blue, it happened again. One of the parents from the, one of the younger children I taught looked at me and said, Janice, you look so tired. And again, I had to go back into that mirror and I had to be honest. Was I tired? Was I giving myself time over the weekends to relax? Or was I stressed? And was I getting sick? The answer again was they were right. I was tired. I was planning each program and each module of work from scratch. This time I learned the parents didn't want to see me work hard for the kids. They wanted me to have fun so their children could just have fun with me. And again, I knew I had to learn this better way. And that's when I realized again, I need to go back to the drawing board and I had to create a new approach. This time I realized I was running out of ideas, which was making me bored and tired. So I put on my reporter cap, I started interviewing other people, educators, musicians, coaches, anyone that could bring me new inspiration, advice, tips, and just get those things that would help me gain that edge. And you know what I learned? Well, the best coaches, the best speakers, the best teachers, the best mentors that I found all have a simple system in place. They teach the same materials year after year and they get better at bringing it to their students. They work with a system. And all those interviews and all those lessons I did, all that investment I made into myself helped us build the Fun Music Company curriculum systems for K-6, helped us build the ukulele program and helped us build the Boomwacker systems we have in place even today. And that's why today I still create systems. You know, things that we can constantly upgrade, work from as a foundation, but make them better and better and better over the years in everything we do. Efficient systems make the problems I once had go away. And I can help so many more people. I can help other children. I can help other teachers be the best that they can be too by implementing systems and making them better. So the moral of the story is if you want to spend more time in other areas of your life that you're not getting to yet, well, develop and work with systems that work for you. We've got systems in all kinds of areas of our life. You know, we use systems for meetings. We use systems for performances. We use systems for teaching. We use systems for planning, all sorts of areas. And as I learned from Robert Kiyosaki many, many years ago, he says, build pipelines rather than fill buckets. And that's going to save you so much time in the areas of your life you need to be spending time in right now. 
So it doesn't matter where you get the system from. Remember, there's always someone else who has walked the road that you have to walk right now. So here's the advice I would have loved to have given to my 20-year-old self. Step one, go ahead, read books, because someone has already written about that experience you're about to have. And there are millions of books out there, all full of experiences of people. Step two, find mentors. You know, work out what you want and find someone who's already done it. And practice the steps. Go and invest in yourself, buy some lessons and do the things that they show you and invest in your own abilities. Step three is to put your reporter cap on. Interview people, ask questions and find out what you want to know right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. And step four is to be flexible. When someone is something is not working and you have a sign like I did with like, you know, that tired thing that kept coming up, well, make sure you look at yourself in the mirror, look at it truthfully, and then find a better way. So what system do you need to change? Because it's not just me, is it? Isn't it everyone that needs a system? What system do you need to build this week to be able to spend more time in other areas of your life that you're not spending time in right now? There's always something. So take your time this week. Write that time diary. Use apps like TimeCamp. Work out where you're spending your time and how to better use it. And who can you learn from to make your systems better? Who's already walked that path that you want to take? In the words of scientist Sir Isaac Newton, even back all of those years ago, he said, if I had seen further, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. He didn't learn it all from scratch. He stands on the shoulders of people who had already walked that path before and he built on that. So I hope this has been helpful to you. It's been wonderful for me to be able to share this with you. It's great chatting with you and I look forward to chatting again next time on The Weekly Spark. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast service. It helps us spread the word. Also, you can head over to funmusicco.com forward slash weekly teaching ideas where you can join our mailing list and get free access to hundreds of fun music teaching ideas and resources for the classroom. So make sure you're subscribed and don't miss an episode. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers.